Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up, everybody? I'm James Coe, and it is the return of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I guess this is a podcast that's really gone nowhere. I'm joined alongside by Michael Fabiano, the Hall of Famer, and, of course, Marcus Grant, NFL.com Fantasy Editor, and introducing for those, those folks who have watched the show uh, but haven't heard his voice. He's been a big part of fantasy as well. The Wiz Kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. Alex, what's up, man? Not too much. Thrilled to be here. I feel like I got called up to the big leagues after spending a while in AAA, so <laughs> happy to join you guys. <laughs> I like it. Absolutely. Uh, you, you got the call up, and, and it's much deserved. But uh, He's you, Chris Bryant. That's what he is. I was going to give him Jock like Peterson. You know? Uh, I think because we're in L.A., I think we go Jock Peterson for this one. So <laughs> ding, 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 oh, ding. Stop. Marcus Grant wins that one. Uh, but, no, it, it's a podcast. Listen, that uh, I, I know the folks who have uh, downloaded the podcast uh, know that the podcast is really not really gone anywhere but they've borrowed audio from the nfl fantasy live show that airs on nfl network and just basically you know transplanted that onto the podcast but we're gonna do a little something different we're going back to the old school is that right mike we are going back to the old school uh it's probably about three years ago when jason smith elliot harrison and i did a podcast uh every week during the football season and uh Hoping to bring something like that back to life, uh, starting right now. I mean, we're we're in Hollywood, so this is a reboot. <laughs> this is what it is. It's a re- it's a oh, reboot the way, of the Fantasy Live podcast. By the way, what it is. okay, hit one me. of the worst <laughs> hit me ideas that Hollywood's ever come up with is redoing Point Break, which was brilliant and perfect all by its lonesome, and now they come out with this rotten, awful trailer that looks like trash, but. I mean, Alex. It's like a bad uh, Keanu Reeves you tell me about for two I, hours. I watched that and I almost threw up in my mouth. First of all, first of all, it was uh, awful. Uh, th- I mean, awesome. Did you say perfect? Oh, are you kidding me? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was for a, what it was. It was great. It was a B plus movie. 
No, it uh, was so not. Let's not get lo- no, let's not get too crazy. Let's I not, love. Let's it. not get too. It crazy. was the highlight of Lori Petty's career. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you know, I mean, Point Break was, was kind of a training ground because Catherine Bigelow, the director, went on to win an Oscar for The Hurt Locker. Keanu Reeves ah. did great things in The Matrix, yeah. and was, uh, uh, Anthony Kiedis is uh, one of the best singers of uh, our generation. Maybe? Wow. No. Wow. Okay. Of our generation. Okay. It's <laughs> getting off the rails. My generation. <laughs> we're, we're I'm really old. Hey, by the way, for those folks who don't know, okay, so, uh, you know, Marcus Grant and Alex Gilhar actually sit uh, together uh, or close to each other. They're cubicles. They don't hold hands, though. No. <laughs> the There's a wall, wall between us. It's kind of hard, awkward. Hard to type with just one hand. <laughs> you know? It's the uh, NFL.com fantasy corner over there. But, man, it is crazy how many pop culture references these guys toss back and forth. It's oh, yeah. insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. They're you, like Elliot Harrison uh, with football. It's exactly. Unreal. <laughs> right. It's unreal. They're, they're their own pop culture Wikipedia page over there. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So no, it's 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 good that uh, that uh, you guys are getting introduced to Alex Gilhar. Again, it, it's long overdue. But we are talking fantasy, man. We are. It's back. It, NFL.com. Well, it complex. never left. Yeah, it true. never left. Fantasy never sleeps. Don't call it a comeback. It's been here for years. NFL.com slash fantasy. Uh, you can sign up uh, right now. So that's always good. And, by the way, we're also introducing, uh, as we do pretty much every year with fantasy, uh, the draft kit. The NFL.com draft kit. And we've got a, a nice little webpage set up for that. NFL.com slash draft kit. And, uh, Alex, walk us through what the draft kit means. What, what's in that bad boy? Well, it is everything you would ever need to get prepared for the fantasy season that Marcus and I uh, toil over tirelessly for months and months and months. We're working on this this since since the Super Bowl. Right. Right. So what it'll have is it'll have draft strategies for you. It'll have player profiles for the top quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, kickers, defenses, and IDP. Uh, it'll have other kinds. IDP. IDP. That is some serious dedication. That's more of the hipster fantasy style right there. And uh, it also I'm playing a PPR IDP league. Oof. Man, uh, two those point totals are going to be off Yikes. the charts. Two, two quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Two quarterback IDP uh, PPR leagues? No? Anyone? Are you being punished? What are you doing? No, <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't play in that. No, but that would be a true hipster league. But, yes. uh, but yeah, uh, we got plenty of stuff on there. We're going to hit a lot of it uh, in the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that first round, though. Because uh, the first round, that, that's the glamour positions, the, the, the glamour players. If you have the number one overall pick, uh, Mike, who, who are you going with? Well, it's I have call. Adrian Peterson right now, but there's no wrong answer. I mean, unless you say Cody Latimer should be the number one overall pick, then that's the wrong answer. But at the top I, of the board, I don't a lot of folks know have... what's going on with Peterson and this mess between him and the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings are saying, you're playing for us or you're not playing. I'm right. starting to get a little scared. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. If Peterson ends up moving down my board, Le'Veon Bell will probably ascend to number one, or maybe it'll be Jamal Charles. But, but he's going to miss some games. This is the Charles. first, right? This is the first time in a while where there is not a consensus number one. In fact, there isn't two players that you can say uh, it's either him or him. Why not Jamal Charles? You can make a great argument for Jamal Charles. Why not Andrew Luck, Mark Grant? Uh, because. While I am, and I know I know we'll get to quarterbacks <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, I am not completely against taking a quarterback in the first round. Me either, man. I, there, are, there are. I am. There are I know you six, are. Now. There are only like six or seven elite fantasy running backs right now, and if you're in the top part of that draft, I think you got to grab one. I would, for my taste right now, I'm kind of leaning toward Eddie Lacy. If it, it would, Whoa! it would be Le'Veon Bell if he weren't suspended to the start to start the season. He would be my number one hands down. But with him missing a few games. He drops down. I mean, I still think he's a top three, top four pick. Right. But I'm, I'm leaning toward Eddie Lacy. But that's the, the point. Geller. Eddie uh, Lacy's a good pick at number one, too. Right. That's Marks and I were talking answer. about it down in the newsroom with Eddie Lacy. You got to like that um, he's been in the top six in each of his two years in the league, and okay. he's operating in 
one of the best offenses in the NFL that just oh, yeah. throws fantasy points at the scoreboard uh, every afternoon and uh, primetime game. So I think for him, if you're looking at that number one pick, because you got guys with a lot of question marks, whether they're missing games like Le'Veon Bell or Adrian Peterson, is he going to be a Viking? Is he not? Is he going to sit out? Is he going to hate life when he plays for Minnesota? You don't know. <laughs> Eddie Lacy just seems like a safe pick to get you about 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns, which when you're drafted at number one, you don't want to lose your draft there, so you kind of want to be be safe a little bit. You too. can talk about that floor. The floor. He's got a very you high. You can floor. argue that there are issues, or at least one or two question marks, with every one of the top mm-hmm. ten yeah. running backs. By the way, I do every think, single one. I do think Adrian Peterson's going to end up playing in Minnesota. I think right. with this ultimatum being out there and ha- him having missed uh, essentially a whole season last year, I just I don't see any way he sits himself out and misses another season at all. I think I think he will play. Jarek McKinnon fans are sad. Very sad. <laughs> they have the sads. What about Matt Asiata fan? Wait. Well, hey, look at Hey, listen. He was a top 20 <laughs> He was a top 20 back. Year, you were right. Which tells <clears throat> you how bad the position is. Um, uh, so I guess that transitions into, you know, who are we scared of? And, and I'll start. I'll, I'll go ahead and just say Eddie Lacy. I don't know. I saw him early on last season uh, just struggle mightily. I, I know he faced some very difficult defenses. Seattle week one. I think he had Detroit mixed in there as well. But just his upright running style scares me, man. I, I look at him, I, I see a basically uh, a more talented yes, but I see Brandon Jacobs out there, man. He's a big pounder and a guy who's basically, when he runs over guys and he trucks guys, man, he looks awesome. He looks awesome against the Vikings. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, I, just that upright running style scares me, and it's it's one of those things where – I feel like if he if he gets an injury, uh, he might be a prime candidate to to miss four or five games. But he's he's just a guy that scares me. Uh, what about you guys? I'm gonna go with I, I have this whole list here of guys, but I will I will land on Jeremy Macklin um, just because of the offense he plays in now. And you know, I know the Chiefs threw a lot of money at him to come over from Philadelphia, right. but now he's playing with a quarterback who is either incapable or just downright afraid of throwing the ball more than seven yards down the field <laughs> at any one time. I mean, the number of like throws that were at or behind the line of scrimmage from Alex Smith is mind-bottling. Yeah. It's just – it's – it blows me away, and so I just worry that for it's all no the fun things, watching him play, man. It's awful. It, it is, is no fun watching to him watch play. the Chiefs' offense play. And Jeremy Macklin is going to be sucked into that vortex of dull, and it's just going to kill his fantasy production. Did you know that Andy Reid was the head coach of the Eagles for 14 years, and I believe nine of those years his leading wide receiver did not have a thousand yards? Is that right? The yeah. most any wide receiver has had in Philadelphia. Playing under Reed is T.O. had 1,200 one year. That was that mm-hmm. was it. Um, and, and he had Donovan McNabb back there. Yeah. He was not afraid to bomb it down. No. He Alex let it go. Smith is awful as a downfield passer. Um, I guess my question there, though, is it's interesting because Andy Reed, known as a, a very good uh, offensive head coach, uh, it seems like they have some decent pieces in place. They've got Jamal Charles, Jeremy Macklin. I love this kid out of Georgia, Chris Conley. Uh, not only is he a huge uh, Star Wars fan, you got to go check out his 30-minute uh, fan fiction piece. Uh, it's on YouTube. Go search for it. But uh, he's just an athletic freak, man. So he's got some – they've got some weapons that can really bust out. I don't know. It seems to me like maybe, maybe they open it up a little bit. Would I be crazy in thinking that, Alex? 
Uh, maybe a little bit. Okay. We'll have to see how brave uh, Alex Smith feels. Um, right. yeah. While you're on me, I'm going to jump back to yeah. who I'm afraid of, come back into the first round a little bit. Marcus is clearly having night nightmares and night terrors night over Jerry Macklin. Yes. Um, I'm a little leery, and it pains me to say this because I've been a big fan of him for years, but I'm a little leery of Matt Forte this year in the first round. He's still what I would consider in that upper echelon, like sure. that elite backs that you should get in the first round and trust. However, there have been whispers – of John Fox and Adam Gase bringing a committee approach there. And uh, while Forte did do a lot in Mark Trestman's offense the last couple of years, yeah. uh, over at Pro Football Focus, Pat Thorman had a couple good good tweets about him that last year in a stat they measured called uh, Fantasy Points Per Opportunity, which okay. is carries and routes run, yeah. Forte ranked 39th. In the league. Now, so I mean, what, that, so what was he? Well, he, was a, play? he was a just volume player. Well, I mean, you think about it. He had a hundred receptions. Catches. Yeah. So he did still make a lot He's of plays. He's going to lose, I would say, twenty to thirty of those catches at least. Oh, minimum in this offense. Minimum at least. I had to pour a little bit out when Mark Trestman left Chicago because right. you knew he was taking Mark. <laughs> it was sad. Forte's <laughs> fantasy value with him. And I mean, Kadeem Carey's still there. They brought in Jaquiz Rogers, who's always been a pass catching back. I love Jeremy Langford. And Jeremy Langford too. He's got more of that downhill physical style that they need in that black and blue NFC North. So. Matt Forte still could be great, but it would not surprise me if he suddenly slipped out of it's the top ten. It's also going to be 30 at the end of the year. That you know who scares 30. me in the first round? Hit me. Everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Eric Peterson, is he going to play or not? Le'Veon, three-game suspension. Jamal Charles, okay, I feel safer with him. Same thing with Eddie Lacy. Arian Foster, I love him. Durability is an issue. Forte, Alex just brought it up. Lynch, more carries than any running back right. in the NFL in the last four years. LaShawn McCoy, volume, yes. Offensive line is crap and in Buffalo, and the quarterback position is a major question mark. Rob Gronkowski, okay, oh, you're not taking but, him number one. You know, yeah, you're well, not going to be missing first his quarterback round, for a couple games. Correct, and he isn't the most durable guy in the world. He was last year, but right. I'm never going to take a tight end in the first round. Right. So there's a lot of question marks. I mean, if you're in a PPR league, maybe Antonio Brown is just a very safe pick. But man, I I can't take anything but a running back in the. Fr- I've been doing this for too long. Can, can I ask you I'm this? Stuck in my Cal- ways. Uh, Calvin Johnson has been known to be that one wide receiver lock first round pick. Is he a lock first round pick this year? No, no. second round. He's a second lock round. Lock second round. Yeah, I, I think I think if there's you still got Des Bryant and Demary. I mean, do you have De- Demary's Thomas or Des Bryant in the first round? Right now, there's one receiver that I could possibly put in the first Brown. round, and it's Antonio. Brown. That's it. That's it. Everybody else is yeah. is earlier second round. Like you know, if you're going, you. Know, Megatron, Dez, you know, maybe Demaris, those guys are all early to mid second round. And we're talking standard leagues. PPR yeah. things yeah. change. Yeah. PPR? PPR Antonio Brown, without a doubt. Oh yeah. But I'm saying is Calvin Johnson, does he get in now? I, I I say I still say second round in a ten team league. Demarius will be a first rounder, uh, I think in those leagues and PPR leagues. But again, you're still gonna see a lot of running backs going in the first round, even in PPR leagues, because once you get past a certain number and, and it's maybe ten. Okay. Man, the question marks just start building up even more. Can C.J. Anderson be what he was in the second half of last year? Can Jeremy Hill be what he was in the second half of last year? I'm going uh, all in on Jeremy Hill, man. DeMarco Murray, I, it's funny. I, I wrote a, a column yesterday or the day before on the 10 predictions that will affect fantasy teams the most if they mm-hmm. go wrong. Yeah. No one, and this includes me and everyone else out there, I don't care what your name is, if you were a fantasy analyst, you were not predicting DeMarco Murray to be the number one running back right. nope. in fantasy football. And this year, no one is not picking him to be a bust. <laughs> no one, right? I mean, It's quite the popular opinion. You know it so, is. Uh, so, and he's, he's on the RB2 level. I'm yeah. not. Uh, so. I'm not. I'm not worried about Demarco Murray. I think he's got. He's got a great offense. Obviously, he's got it a lot. It depends of on your expectations. Right. True. Am I taking him number one overall? No. 
No. But if he's if he's around with that number six or seven pick, I'd be hard pressed to pass him to Marco Murray. He's he's in an an awesome offense. Three hundred and ninety two yeah. carries. And he's got Ryan, Ryan Matthews, Matthews and Darren, Darren Sproles. Sproles. Right. First of all, let's just st- let's stop uttering the, the the name Ryan Matthews. Well, he's there, but he's gonna get <laughs> touches. I mean, that's the whole yes. point. He's going to take the Marco off Ryan the field. Ryan Matthews doesn't scare me one iota. He's gonna take Demarco Murray off the field at times this year. I'd, I'd be more worried about Darren Sproles, but again, I, I think Chip is gonna figure out a way to get um, all three of those guys involved. And for me, listen, the bottom line is maybe obviously the yards will not be there for for Demarco Murray, but how many scoring opportunities are they gonna have? And I tell you what, if they get down to first and goal, DeMarco Murray's going to be in there. You're not going to see Ryan Matthews. You're not mm-hmm. going to see Darren Sproles. Well, you might see Darren Sproles leak out into the slot or something like that. But DeMarco, he's going to be at that goal line quite a bit, and I like that. Who's, uh-huh. their, who's their quarterback? Sam Bradford. Yeah, good luck. It's going to be all fun and games until they play action and throw the ball to Zach Ertz or Josh Huff. <laughs> I mean, add Chip Kelly to the yeah. list of coaches that hates your fantasy. Team. Right, right. He right, is. Right. He's on that list. No, he's not, he's not quite Belichick, but he's up there. <laughs> all right, here's yeah. the thing. Let, let, let's transition from the first round. You know what people like talking about? They like talking about sleepers. Uh, and we'll start with you, Alex. Give me, give me a couple guys that are highlighted on your sleeper list. Uh, well, let's see where to start. I think this will be a good one to jump into because I think we're all fans of him this year coming in is David Cobb, the rookie that Tennessee Titans took. I actually just saw a quote today since OTAs are going on right now and all the beat writers are live tweeting everything they see and everything the coaches say. Ken Wisenhunt today told the beat writers that he wants Bishop Sankey to get bigger and stronger. You know who's a bigger and stronger Bishop Sankey? Uh, that would be David Cobb. David Cobb. Ding, ding, ding. Right I there. wanted to marry Janet Jackson in high school. But you, think you, don't always, <laughs> you don't always get what you want. Janet Jackson, huh? Here, I was wow. more uh, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> the problem I yeah. see with David Cobb, first of all, he ran like a, a, a 6840. He <laughs> pulled a quad in the combine when he ran that. He, he pulled up halfway through. No, no, I, I hear what you're saying. But, but he's, not a, he's, a, he's, a he's not a burner. He's but he, a bruiser. And, and again, uh, and they spent a first-round draft pick on Bishop Zanke. I think, for me, those are two guys, both those guys I'm avoiding because I'm not really in love with the Tennessee offense. And, uh, and David Cobb, I think, is going to be splitting – a good amount of carries. But that's why he's a sleeper. And right. I would argue that he's a deep sleeper because you're going to take him after round 10. Yeah. Maybe after round 12. And at good that call. point, I will grab him all day long. Okay. I, might I, reach I, like a, I might reach a hair above round 10. Yeah. yeah. Round 9? That starts Sauce. getting where I, like I, get a, I get a little frisky. Saucy. If there's, <laughs> if there's guys I like, I'm not afraid to jump around or too early and grab him. You're, you're from the Midwest. You like him. He's a right. Minnesota product. He's a gopher. So there you go. This is true. Uh, Marcus Grant, how about you? I am I am all in on Kevin White this year. All in. I'm all in on Kevin White this year because I look at him and I feel like in a lot of ways he could be this year's version of, say, a Mike Evans, a guy who lands in a situation yeah. where he, he he has a lot of athleticism, he's a playmaking guy, but they're not going to expect him to be the number one in that passing game. They've got Alshon Jeffrey there sure. in Chicago. He's going to be the guy that, that Jay Cutler looks to first and foremost, and Jeffrey's going to get a lot of attention. Hopefully that leaves White with some one-on-one opportunities. And the difference between Kevin White and Mike Evans is that Kevin White's going to have a better quarterback than Mike Evans uh, last yes. year. So I, I do. I, I think he can be <laughs> one of those guys who breaks out as a rookie. I, like I said, I, I'm going to try and, and maybe grab him as many drafts as I can. I love Kevin White, especially in my flex, because uh, at that flex position, you want a guy, you want a guy who can be a game-breaker on a week-to-week basis. You know what I'm saying? I think Kevin White on a week-to-week will be very up and down. Mm. But I guarantee you there's going to be a 150-yard, two-touchdown game one or two times next year yep. uh, with Kevin White. And that's the kind of guy, if you're throwing him in the flex, hello, that, that's the guy that's going to carry you uh, for, for one or two weeks. So I, I like that pick. How about you, Mike? I've got a lot of rookie sleepers, Tevin Coleman, TJ Yeldon. Uh, but 
I've got to go with Joe Randall. I'm going to be a homer. I don't care. <laughs> I, uh, he's, although, on my, he's on my list he, now. He, sure. He did say today that DeMarco Murray left a lot of meat on the bone <clears throat> last year out there on the gridiron, although oh DeMarco. Who said that? Joe Randall said that? Over 1,800 yards and broke uh, Emmett Smith's record. JR for, uh, needs to calm down. Yeah. The Cowboys franchise rushing record, it's fine, but. I just don't see Darren McFadden staying healthy for a full 16 games. And at some point, upside and talent is going to overtake experience. And that offensive line is sick. Joe Randall saying... Sick! It's uh, sick! It's, it's, it's sick. It's, it's crazy. Joe yeah. Randall saying DeMarco Murray left meat on the bone is like my hair butcher saying she left <laughs> some hair on my head. Was she, at least good looking? was she at least good looking? She was cute. She was cute. But, you know, I went in for a, a quote-unquote very light trim. And the hair butcher went to work on it. <laughs> did you get on her? Did you, like, you no, know, because, did because you go off? No, because you, you say, listen, I'm on TV. <laughs> I am not right now. my hair. I, that, that is a line I've never dropped. Thank uh, God. Yes, you have. Well, I have been joking with my wife when okay. she tells me to take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> and you still end up taking the trash she, out, don't like, you? Hey, uh, you need to change Baby Co's poopy diaper. But I'm on television. Just yeah, change the diaper. Just change the diaper. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a little bit of crazy talk from Joe Randall, but it's all good. Um, man, I love Tevin Coleman. Uh, and there's a lot of rookie running backs mm-hmm. uh, I, I found that I love, actually. <laughs> they Tevin fill all of our lists. It, it's yes. crazy. Uh, but, yeah, Tevin Coleman's a guy, uh, he, uh, University of Indiana product, 2,000 yards. 2,000 yards on a crappy Indiana team. And it wasn't just because it, it was a volume play. I mean, he did get a lot of, he did get a lot of, uh, of plays. But, Alex, you're, you're tapped into that Big Ten, you know, network there. Uh, you saw him play. I know you saw him play extensively. Should we be excited? for for? To me, I look at Tevin Coleman and I say, okay, he's going to be in a Kyle Shanahan one-cut system. There's going to be offensive weapons on the outside. Uh, he's got a good quarterback as well. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. There's no reason for this guy for for this guy not to succeed next year. What you got to like about him and how he racked up so many yards in Indiana was he was one of the few true home run threats every time he touched the yes. ball. Uh, it was like him and Todd Gurley basically had the speed and the vision and the moves that if they could hit that crease right, they Gone. were. Gone. I mean, granted now. Uh, you're not, oh, you know what? I just realized you're not a big fan of Tevin Coleman, though. No, I do like him a lot. I do like him a lot this year. Um, I've been a fan of Devonta Freeman, though, so I think this could be it could be a solid one-two punch. They both they both could be successful. We're just gonna have to see because even uh, earlier this week, uh, Devonta Freeman was saying he's not giving up that number one uh, that number one running back spot. And he's done. Granted, it's just, <laughs> granted, it's done. May. Wow, it's just May. like that, huh? <laughs> it's May, and he was getting first team reps and OTAs, which really means nothing. It means nothing. Um, once the pad comes, pads come on, it'll be a different story, but. But um, you, I do like what's there, and that was a perfect fit for him to fall into. The thing with Tevin Coleman is that I get it from, a, and this is where real life and fantasy totally uh, are, are different. Uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, for a real life perspective, runs into the line, and, and a lot of times he will just fall down. But it's immaterial if he runs ten times and gets ten yards, and then on the eleventh carry breaks out a seventy-five yard touchdown, because that's all. We care about in fantasy is the total number of yards and the total number of touchdowns. And I, in that situation, again, with all those weapons on the outside, you can't stack the box. I, <laughs> he looks like he could be uh, in for a, a, a very good, uh, a very good year. I, I have him as my uh, top rookie uh, running back. Actually. I think you have to remember too that 
a lot of times opportunity will supersede talent. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Sean Salam was a Heisman Trophy guy who wow. came in, rushed for a thousand yards. <laughs> That's a pull. Did and not did expect nothing for his career, right? <laughs> Anthony Thomas. Um, I'm talking about a couple of old Bears running backs, but. We wouldn't have liked Bishop Sankey last year if he hadn't gone to the Titans and they had an opening. Mm -hmm. I still Coleman's, didn't like him last year. Well, I did. I was completely wrong on that one. <laughs> Coleman's got an opportunity. Yeah. Yeldon's got an opportunity, yes. right? Mm -hmm. uh, Cobb potentially has an opportunity. So that's a big part of the reason why their fantasy values are intriguing to us. Uh, deep sleepers. Opportunity. Deep sleepers. Give me one, oh, man. I, I got a lot of them here. I mean, Duke Johnson. I love Miami, Florida running backs because – Nine that Cleveland backfield doesn't scare you, though? And nine has anybody grabbed it, really, and no. taken it? I mean, uh, but that's why it's a deep sleeper. Right. Okay? Because these guys are not uh, the types of players that you're going to say, oh, home run for sure. Sure. Josh Hill in New Orleans okay. is another good one. Jimmy Graham's like gone. Uh, somebody you take a flyer on somewhere in the later round. So there, I, I actually do like Latimer, too. Uh, I'm not going to say that he's a first-round pick, of course. Right. Jokingly, uh, in the opening segment. but Hard not to like him. There's going to be a lot of opportunities worth, there. Worth a late-round flyer, for sure. Cody Latimer? Uh, you got to like what's going on there in that offense with them moving him to the outside and sliding uh, Manny Sanders, to borrow Adam Rank's uh, nickname yeah. for him, into where the do you, slot. Where do you take him? Cody Latimer? Yeah. One of the last. Four I don't know, but he's on my yeah. dynasty league team, and yeah. I'm fired up about it. There you it. go. <laughs> I'm he's, fired up. He's a good depth pick. You want to have a couple guys ahead of him, but if you can grab him as a you know fourth or fifth wide receiver and rounds twelve and on, then you gotta feel good about that. All right, hit me with David Johnson because uh, you're you're the guy, um, Galhar, that I kind of sort of introduced me to David Johnson a little bit. And said, hey, oh. keep your eye out for this guy. And I tell you what, I look at the I looked at the tape, and then uh, looked at his stats. And then I looked at his combine, and I'm like, holy cow, David Johnson is the real deal. The only thing uh, that I hold against David Johnson, because I do really like his potential a lot, and I know um, you know, Mike Mayock talked him up, as we both know, oh, yeah. and there's there's a lot to love there, is he just doesn't have that like lateral agility you like, you know, the phone booth thing. He's not going to squeeze out of a lot of things, but he's a natural pass catcher. He's a big back, so he's hard to bring down. He's not as powerful as you'd like for his size. You know, He's not going to bowl people over like Marshawn Lynch and Eddie Lacy. But in that offense, he could, uh, you know, he could do a lot of a lot of damage on third down because they're never going to know if he's going to come through the tackles or swing around on the outside and catch a pass. 6'1", 225 pounds. He ran a four five forty. He's got a forty inch vertical, a ten foot broad jump, and I think he's explosion right there. I mean, I think he tossed the bench press twenty five times, if I'm not mistaken. So, David Johnson, I, and look, I know he's in Arizona. A lot of people don't know him. He's got a very plain name, and uh, and he comes from Northern Iowa. So they've got David Johnson and John Brown. Right. Yeah. So I I know a lot of people don't know him, but I imagine uh, once the the preseason games start get going. Um, you know, I think him and uh, Andre Ellington will be a very, very nice and a very intriguing one-two combo there uh, in Arizona. I, I definitely have him marked down as a, as a as a pretty nice sleeper as well. You know, and uh, in that draft kit, by the way, NFL.com/slash/draftkit, uh, we talk about bargains, and he's one of the top guys that I talk about in terms of being able to draft a guy in rounds ten and on that could really provide some pretty sweet uh, dividends. But um, uh, how about you, Marcus? Give me a deep sleeper. Is it is it bad? Is it is it homerish if the USC guy says Nelson Aguilar? No, not at all. Because I mean, I, I like him, man. I, I like him too, and he's a guy. He's not he's not necessarily a speed burner, but he's a guy. I think of all those guys 
that they had at SC over the last few years, and you talk about Robert Woods and Marquise Lee, Aguilar was the one who I thought was the most polished as a wide receiver, not just an athlete. He was a guy with very consistent hands. He's a good route runner, and he's a guy who I think slots really well in that Eagles offense. I mean, you're you're going to have Jordan Matthews on one side. He's going to be the big playmaker. We talked about the running backs they have, and Aguilar's that guy who's kind of – I think he's kind of going to get lost in the wash a lot. If you're a defense, you're not necessarily looking out for him, but I think that allows him to get, especially in the middle of the field, a guy who can – run slants who can run crossing routes and really make some plays and he's a guy who you know if you're taking a chance on him late in your draft he could give you some decent numbers maybe not on a weekly basis but certainly if the matchup's right he could have a decent season can i can i say something? i know where i know where you're going with it. i know <laughs> where you're go. going with it I here it comes never like usc wide receivers oh boy ever okay <laughs> i actually wouldn't mind having aguilar oh as the late run pick Mark the because, day time. yes because <laughs> Of the system because yeah. Jeremy Macklin's gone. Yep. And they have to have somebody catching passes out there, and I don't think it's going to be Miles Austin. So no. <laughs> there's opportunity there, uh, just like we had talked about earlier. So I would not, I, I wouldn't have drafted Marquise Lee or Robert Woods or any of these curtain jerkers, but I would absolutely take a flyer on Aguilar. And I think people are, are going to draft him a little bit earlier uh, because of based on the system, system and the system. based on the name Splash. too, though, because a lot of folks have, have seen USC games and they recognize the name Nelson Aguilar. When you start getting deep in drafts, man, I mean, listen, you, you're going to take guys based off of just sheer just, name. Just right. that you recognize them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I know this guy. All right, cool. I'll take him. But yeah, I like him as a deep sleeper as well. You're right. The ball's got to go somewhere, right? They're right. going to toss the ball 500, 600 times uh, <laughs> next year. Somebody's got to catch those passes. So this is exactly right. Um, so can I toss in one more deep sleeper? Please. Speaking of interesting names yes. a position we've kind of neglected so far on the podcast is tight end, tight end. and okay. for good reason There's because reason. aside from the top few yeah the rest of that position looks about as good as the star wars prequels on a dvd yeah. shelf <laughs> um, you know what though <laughs> wait a minute revenge of this i i like that it has one. its moments that was good i the, can watch like, that 40 one. minute lava the first couple battle, sucked but i mean that wasn't that was I, not strong i no. enjoyed revenge of the okay go ahead. okay so i want to i want to throw it a guy speaking of good names yes crockett Gilmore, Love it. two T's, two L's, second-year tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, but but uh, but Max Williams they drafted. They them. did draft Max Williams. However, rookie as we, tight ends. Rookie tight ends. Fabs had a good stat um, last year, and I updated it based on last year's draft. So it's 89 uh, – where did I put this? Oh, it's up here. 89 tight ends have been drafted in the si- last six years of the NFL draft. How many do you think have finished in the top 20 <clears throat> at their I'm gonna position? I'm going to go three. I'm going to say zero. I know the answer. So four. Yeah. It's oh. four. <laughs> 89, four. Uh, t- rookie tight ends, for whatever reason, they got to bulk up a little bit, yeah, got to yeah, learn yeah. to block, run the routes. Right. doesn't work as much. Uh, so Crockett Gilmore's probably going to slide into the number one guy. We don't know what's happening with Dennis, P- Dennis Pitta in his hip. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Trestman, the new offensive coordinator for the Ravens, had Jay Cutler throw the ball a ton hmm. to Martellus Bennett Martellus the last Bennett. couple years in Chicago. Okay. His receptions, yards, and touchdowns were all career highs or tied career highs in his two years in Chicago Yeah. Marty Bennett. Yep. So this is a guy you'll probably be able to get in literally one of the last rounds. As but a deep can sleeper. Crockett Gilmore rap as good as Marty? Can no, Marty that remains can to be Marty seen. Can Marty rap really well? I mean, like, you know, how high is the bar set for this? <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. All right, all right. Good future point, good future point, episode, good we'll have a rap battle <laughs> okay, between Crockett and Marty Source Rats, <laughs> okay. the Black Unicorn. I like it. Okay. But as a guy to circle, that's Crockett interesting. Gilmore. Yeah, that's interesting. Again, that's w- he's a guy that was on the uh, That Helps No One board, I believe, uh, or at least a candidate. He was on at least once. He had, uh, like, ten catches, a buck 20, and a one touchdown. But so. it's definitely, you know, you pull out those numbers, and you, thought, and you start thinking about, 
it really comes down to the coaching carousel, and not just head coaches, but also that offensive coordinator position yep. as well. So, uh, you know, I think about Kyle Shanahan in, in Atlanta. You start thinking about running backs that would be a good fit for that one-cut scheme. Uh, you mentioned it here in Baltimore. Uh, you know, you got Tressman now, and you pull up some very interesting numbers uh, regarding the Bears' offense. And you know, you you know what? You might be right. Crockett Gilmore is certainly a name that uh, that I'm going to keep uh, an eye out for. That's sure. why that's why Gelhar's a diaper dandy. Diaper dandy. Dick Vitale <laughs> he used to say. <laughs> All right, who do you think is going to break out here? Uh, we talked about some sleepers, but uh, but give me a guy. You know, maybe a second, maybe a third year guy. We know the name, uh, maybe provided pretty good value next year, or last year, but this coming up year, who do you think, Fabs, is going to bust out? And I and got actually, a bunch of them. I know you do. I got Al? a bunch of them. Always. <sighs> Brandon Cooks, I love him. I love Hard him. Hard not to. I, I don't want to jinx him because I loved Cordero Patterson last year, and he <laughs> sucked. We all did, Fabs. We all did. <laughs> I said you, were, you weren't alone with that. But yeah, 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 Brandon yeah. Cooks, I mean – Listen, quarterback, opportunity, offense, although I think they are more balanced this year because of the moves they made in the offseason. But Marquise Colson, really, I mean, you know, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. best days are behind him. And who, who else do they have catching balls out yeah, there? Yeah, no Jimmy Graham. You're you're looking at uh, a lot of volume targets uh, from Drew Brees. And uh, the Saints, maybe they don't score as much as they have in the past, but they'll still put up some points he has got all the looks of a guy who could be a number one fantasy wide receiver at some point in his career. Maybe it's this year. And also keep in mind, too, we did see a lot of rookie wide receivers play well last year. Right. That was not the norm. That's the exception. Lately, if you look at the last five to ten years, it's been those second-year wide receivers. You know, Alshon Jeffrey, for example. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, baby. You've got guys, right, Nuke, you've got guys now that are really coming into their own in that second year. And Cooks is coming into his second year. Love him. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping to get him in, in almost every draft I'm in. I don't know if I will because the hype train will be rolling at a million miles an hour. But he, there's there's just a ton to like about him. Marcus Grant. Uh, you know what? I, I like Brandon Cooks. I like Crockett Gilmore that, uh, that Alex just mentioned. Look but uh, that. the guy that I'm really big on, Latavius Murray. Yeah, They're in Oakland. I, in part because, I, I mean, I liked what I saw from him last year. He played really well for the Raiders. And, and in part once. because you wore your dad's Raiders starter jacket back in the early 90s. The one that I wore and he told me if I got a stain on it to not come home. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. Um, so I like him. Plus, the other thing about Latavius Murray is, you know who his backup is, right? T-Rich. It's Trent Richardson. Right. That means Murray is going to get every opportunity to succeed in Oakland that he possibly How can. How funny would it be if Roy Hallou comes in and snakes more touchdowns like he did in Washington? And then at, the, at, so, at some point, Latavius Murray will ask for Alfred Morris's phone number and right. be like, hey, how did you deal with this <laughs> on a start weekly a, basis? Start a support group. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think and, – and I like kind of what the Raiders are doing with the young core. I mean, they're trying to create yeah, their man. own triplets with Derek Carr and now Amari Cooper. Yeah. And I think Latavius Murray can fit in with that. They really got to take the handcuffs off them. I, I mean, they, they were protecting him a lot last year, mm-hmm. um, and I get it. You know, he had that uh, – what was it, a concussion injury? Yep. That yeah, in, out the, of in the game where he had like 120 yards on four carries. Right. That Thursday, yeah, the, uh, Thursday night game. Right. The Chiefs. Yeah, so that one. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, – I mean, uh, I, I forgot what his exact numbers are, but – he ran like a four two five forty or something. Yeah, and he's a big boy. He's a big dude. I, I just, I mean, I like exactly what he offers there, and I, uh, he's another guy that, that I'm gonna really make a that run game for. against Kansas City. He had two carries basically before he got hurt. He had over a hundred yards and a couple yeah. of touchdowns, 
And, uh, oh, by the way, if you want to get to know Murray a little bit better, he will be at the National Fantasy Football Convention oh! in July. Hello. The 10th through the 12th, sorry. going to be there. Shameless plug. I'm co-hosting it with Tony Romo. <laughs> All good. Uh, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, give, give the people uh, that website. Uh, www.gonffc.com. Go NFFC. And, by the way, a lot of our Fantasy Live members, yeah, including I'll be there. Yeah. Alex and yourself and Mr. Grant, will be in attendance there. So. Since you got in a shameless uh, plug for self-promotion, we could do one as well. We're actually thinking of doing a mock draft with some of us and some fans at Hello. the convention. So do if it you up. want to get in on that, we'll That'd probably great. post it on Twitter. We'll have more information, yes, as we get the, get closer to that. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to do a mock draft with Geno Smith? <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe? <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you're the starter right now. <laughs> Gellar, who, who, who do you got, who, who do you got tabbed as a breakout guy? A breakout for me. I got a lot of names I like on this list that we haven't touched on yet, so I think I'm going to go with uh, Chuck Johnson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. He was coming on a lot last year with Teddy Bridgewater. Sure. Um, they got rid of Greg Jennings. I know they brought in Mike Wallace, but that guy just runs go routes and will catch you know one or two here and there. His magical season, that 1,200-yard, 10-touchdown year, was – kind of a fluke right um i like the rapport charles johnson was building with teddy bridgewater and i think that the two of them both could uh, could have something nice bridgewater is a good sleeper yeah. i like him a lot this yeah. year really good there's a lot of chemistry there with uh with charles another small school guy grand valley something or other i don't know where i don't know that one <laughs> super uh, someone someone on twitter's got so let's let's check that. the google the <laughs> yeah, google knows you know, you you figure out that magical phone and then i'm gonna i'm gonna give my uh breakout guy um to me you know, Jordan Matthews looks like the real deal. He, he's got the size. He's got the hands. Um, and he's in a great offensive system. The one thing that does obviously worry me, Sam Bradford, uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily have that rapport with Sam Bradford. But, uh, but again, no Jeremy Macklin. Um, and really, quite honestly, there's not really – Sam Bradford doesn't really have a rapport with anybody. So he's got to come in. It's harder to get a rapport when you're on the sidelines getting rehab from another ACL. Who's the the backup quarterback? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Okay, so Sanchito does have some pretty nice uh, rapport with uh, uh, Jordan Matthews, as we saw last year, because when when Mark Sanchez came in, who was the primary beneficiary? Yeah, well, you saw it in that uh, that Thanksgiving Day game against the Cowboys when when Sanchez and and, uh, Jordan Matthews both just went berserk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I really like Jordan Matthews as a breakout guy. Um, let's talk about rookies, man, because it, it's it's really interesting. Uh, last year, as Fabs mentioned, there was a lot of rookie wide receivers that played extremely well. That that was not the norm, but is it the norm? Uh, we've got some running backs here, man, that uh, that I know we're all very very excited about. Uh, is there a rookie running back or wide receiver that that you want to spend some time on? Well. Clearly, we got to talk about Melvin Gordon. He is going to be the first rookie drafted in every traditional fantasy league, uh, unless you're, of course, a family member of another rookie right. coming into the league or <laughs> something uh, of that nature. But goes into a system in San Diego where yep. he's going to be the featured back. Might Clear number one. time to Danny Woodhead as a pass catcher, but a lot of people compare him to Jamal Charles because of his size, his stature, the way that he runs. Anytime he touches the ball, yep. he's a threat to take it to the end zone. Good offense. Rushed for over 2,500 yards last year. Uh, and just uh, explosive player. Now, if I'm in a dynasty league, which, by the way, the three of us are, uh, and we're wrapping up our draft here at the in-house league, I was lucky enough to get Todd Gurley number two, 
and I was number two because my team sucked last year <laughs> because I drafted Jimmy Graham in the first round and had Monte Ball and Zach Stacy. Oh, yeah, it was, but it was not pretty. It was brutal. But I now have C.J. Anderson, by oh, the way, uh, and I have Trey Mason, and I was able to get Todd Gurley. If Gurley is half as good as what people are talking about, he is going to be amazing in fantasy. Comparing him to Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch, a bruising type of runner who is a three-down back and doesn't need to come off the field. Uh, we have to see what happens with the ACL reconstruction. There's been talk he could be put on the PUP list, which means sure. he'd miss the first six, six weeks. Games. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens there. But this is the guy in Dynasty Leagues that I would be targeting. Gordon in the uh, in those redrafts, certainly. But this year is going to be fun. I'm a running back guy. I've always yeah. been a running back guy. And last year's running back class stunk. It was lousy, right. uh, except for Jeremy Hill, and no one was talking about him because we all like Giovanni Bernard. This year, you have got a list of guys. You've got Gordon and Gurley and Yeldon and Coleman yep. uh, and Abdullah, who we haven't talked about. Right. A lot of guys with a, a lot of intrigue. Let's put it that way. All right. Gelhar? Well, I was actually going to mention Abdullah because, like, you made the point earlier, Fabs, when we were talking about some of these rookies, is what makes so many of them attractive this year is the opportunity mm -hmm. in their in their offenses. And while I am a big fan of Theo Riddick in Detroit – uh, Amir Abdullah is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. He can do it all for oh, a small yeah. for a small guy. He's sure. got some power. He's got all the moves in the book. Like yep. we, there's an Xbox controller in front of us. He can yeah. hit every button if it was Madden. You know, I haven't played a video game in like so long. I think the last time I held a controller was my Sega Genesis. This thing's really heavy. Yeah, that might be some. <laughs> <that might> be <laughs> some <good. laughs> it's really heavy. Might be some good like, video can, content. Yeah, Fabs yeah. plays Madden. I mean, that would be good. That would be good. No, I no, I yeah. forget it. But okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, and I don't. We don't want to get too sold on them. There are a lot of other veteran guys that you can get behind. But sure. um, you know, when you're looking at it, um, I looked at the top 25 running back finishers for the last couple years. There's on average almost about eight or ten new faces in that top 25 every year, and a lot of times they're rookies. Mm -hmm. So I, that's uh, why I think the picking more and more rookie running backs is becoming in vogue in fantasies because a lot of these guys are young, they're fresh, and they're coming into good situations where they can make an immediate impact. Theoretically, a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, they lost Reggie Bush, so mm -hmm. there will be some extra opportunities there for Amir Abdullah, who was extremely productive at Nebraska. Um, but, man, I tell you, I do like Joyk Bell this year. Oh, yeah. I liked him last year, too, uh, and injuries kind of uh, you know nipped him there, but I do like him. I, I think he's going to be – he's a good fit for that offensive system. I'm but. curious to see how – because I thought I, I felt like the Lions – had a running back committee, maybe in the truest sense of the word, right? Um, where you know Bell and and Bush, they were almost 50-50 when it mm. when it came to snaps last year. So I'm curious now that, as you mentioned, that Reggie's gone, he's in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. What happens with Riddick? What happens with Abdullah? What happens with Bell? Like, are we going to see that same sort of of timeshare this year? Because I I mean I, Drake Bell was was a revelation last year. If I, I had to guess, I think that Amir Abdullah, because first of all, he's uh, exceptional on special teams as well. Yes. Uh, and that's part of the reason why they drafted him. I really think that they will utilize him on on special teams, so he's going to get some touches there, but you don't really get too many fancy points on the special teams. But I, I think Joik, if if I were to guess, I, I think Joik is going to get about 65 to 70% of the carries, and then Amir Abdul will get the rest. Keep in mind, though, when you're a, a good special teams player, that means you are active every week. And when Joyke Bell fumbles or when Joyke Bell can't get things going right. and they're looking for a spark there, they throw that kid in. I wouldn't be surprised if in the second half of next season he didn't lead the Lions in backfield touches. Okay, yeah. And speaking go. of fumbles, yep. they were a concern for Abdul a lot in college, but 
he has gotten better over his course. I think I want to say like seven or eight of his career fumbles were in his rookie or his rookie, his freshman season in <laughs> yeah. college. Mm -hmm. And then he whittled those down each year. So he's gotten a lot better. He's going to be ready to take that. That was right. That level. was the one downfall. By the way, Big Ten running backs. Best conference ever last year in terms of running backs. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, we're looking at Tevin Coleman. We look at Jeremy Langford in Chicago. I mean, th these guys are also Rams. Jeremy Langford was an extremely good player. David Cobb is there. Tevin Coleman is there. We talk about uh, uh, the kid in San Diego. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Melvin, I want <laughs> to say maybe Melvin. Maybe the headliner, the headliner Melvin from that group. Early? No, that's not right. Uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon. I mean, yeah, so it's incredible. Uh, the, the the conference last year really uh, really showed up and showed out. It was great. Um all right, so those are those are your rookies. Uh, very quickly, I want to talk about draft strategies because I feel like the game is evolving. And, and Fabs, I know you you make some very good arguments, very good points um, about again sticking to the old guard uh, rationale of taking a quarterback late. Um, and, and it's not a dig on you. I, I think it, there's a lot of statistical evidence to to back up what you're saying, but there are guys now. Uh, because it's such a passing league, and, and I'm specifically thinking about Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Andrew Luck, that could maybe break the mold here um, and are are solid middle to late first round picks. And the reason I would say that is because on a week to week basis, a you're not stressing out about the quarterback position, and also, again, we talk about game breakers, week breakers. I I mean these are guys that could put up forty. 45, 50 points. Let me Let me get in here. Let me yeah. get in here. <laughs> let me get in here. You've been teeing him up the whole time. Number one, <laughs> get number on one you say that you don't have to worry about the quarterback position, but you'll be worrying about the running back position because you passed on it early or the wide receiver position. And, oh, by the way, quarterbacks can kill you too. I mean, in week 15 of last year, how many quarterbacks were awful? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Luck. I mean, they were terrible. Terrible. Like Russell Wilson was one of the best. I had Peyton Manning for the first, uh, first you know, half of the season. Right. And he was fantastic. Uh, I made that trade uh, that that ended up burning me, and I would have, uh, I shouldn't have done it, but um, lost to Matt Money Smith in the championship because Manning was dreadful. And if you look at the top six quarterbacks right now, Rodgers is he worth the first round? Of course. Is is Andrew Luck worth? The, of course he is. I just don't subscribe to that philosophy. Peyton Manning's thirty nine. Drew Brees is thirty six, thirty seven. Tom Brady's. 38-39 and potentially suspended for four right. games if the appeal doesn't uh, right. work out in his favor. Um, Manning was dreadful last year. Breeze has been bad on the road. Yep. Um, so is it really? No, but is that, it really that well, you safe just, of a pick? But what Rogers you just and said Luck? There. Yes, of course. That's what I'm saying. But what you but just I, said I just there, don't do that. I, I'm saying they're worth a first-round pick, right. just not to me. Well, what, what you just said there is exactly why I like – Luck or Rodgers in the very first round because there's so much instability uh, on a week-to-week -week basis. Given all those other guys you just mentioned, but now the here's problem the thing. is now, now you're saying oh, your your number one running back is, exactly. is not going to be very right. very good. So you're saying I'm going to stress out about the running back position or wide receiver or, or wide receiver. And yes, you are correct, except for the fact that man, I'm looking at all these uh, rookies that I would be that I would love to take later on in draft. Well, I think the for me, if you're at the back half of that first round, I, I, like I said, if you are in the top six or seven slots you're taking a running back because there are only a handful of them. You're, you're a fool not to. If you're in that back half of that draft, then you start looking at running backs that you have questions about. And the other part of that is, 
over the course of the year, you're going to have to play the waiver wire. When you look at you look, go back and you look at the top ten backs, even the top you expand out to the top twenty twenty five yeah. backs. There are six or seven guys that landed in the top twenty five that were waiver wire guys. C J Anderson, C. Anderson, Justin Forsett. Can I throw any other Cal running backs out there while we're at it? Adam Shinobi Chamandu was he in the top twenty five last year? Yeah, I don't remember. Got him. Um, you know, I mean, so so you're going to end up playing the waiver wire there, and I would like. I just would kind of like to be able to have that guy that I feel like can get me, you know, depending on the position, 18 to 25 points a week and not have to worry about it. Where, you know, hey, hey look, uh, you know, as, as they said in a Gatorade commercial once, if you want a revolution, the only solution is evolve. So at some point, you got to change. I feel like you got to change your draft strategy they to think you, outside the box. Wow, inspiration. You know, I just, I, I, I get thirsty sometimes and I need something at my desk. I think it also, it also depends on what. The, the fellow owners in your league sort of well, what philosophy well. they subscribe to. Good point. Because in the experts leagues um, that I'm with you guys or yeah. with. Right. I, They're I, all going to wait mean, on quarterback. I was in a mock draft last night, and Aaron Rodgers, I think, was a third-round pick, yeah. and Luck was a third-round pick. Um, knowing, Tom Brady didn't go until the 10th round. Right. So if you're in a league where people go gaga for quarterbacks, things are going to change. If you're in a 2QB league, things are going to change. If you're in a PPR league, things are going to change. If you know from being in your league for several years that running backs are going to go early, well, that's going to alter your draft right. strategy. You're going to want to focus on that position. But you can't get the value at running back and wide receiver after round eight that you can at quarterback. I love Cam Newton. I would take him in the seventh or eighth round. I think he'll be a bargain. Tony Romo scored more fantasy points in the last four weeks of last year than any quarterback in the league. You can get him after the 10th round uh, in a lot of leagues, uh, and maybe maybe the, the highest he'll go is round 8 or 9. Uh, Phillip Rivers, the same kind of thing. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was a top-10 fantasy quarterback. I know he's not the sexiest name in the world. Right. His I'm big wife on, is— I'm big, but, on, I'm big on Tannehill this year, <laughs> by you, the way. You've you got to remember really that. Am. I mean, the, the, there are big names that are going to go too high because of the name value. And then there's other quarterbacks. Heck, Teddy Bridgewater could be a top 10 quarterback this season. We just we just don't know. Uh, someone is going to break into that top 10 but to, this year. But to, but to use your own argument against you. Uh, you top, can't do that. that. <laughs> now that's classic host strategy. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> top 10. Is there's a big difference between the number one running back and the number ten running back? Sure. There's a huge difference between the number one quarterback and the number ten uh, quarterback. So, so what I'm saying in, in terms of I get your scarcity argument. I've I've subscribed to the scarcity argument forever. Mm -hmm. I get it. But I'm starting to come around to the point where I'm thinking. Look, first two. Uh, to You're the, the guy who dropped Tom Brady last year, right? I know. I know. Okay. And then had him offered back to you. Was <laughs> 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 Julius Thomas? What a dirty move by Matt Money. Smith. No, um, that's smart. That's smart. Uh, uh, look, I'm going to borrow a Ralph Lawlerism uh, for those folks here in LA. Bingo. And, 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 no, I'm not using the bingo. Oh. First to 100. It's it's Lawler's law. Mm -hmm. First to 100 in standard in standard uh, uh, formats. A lot of times it's going to win you uh, the week if you can get to 100. So I'm looking at total points. If, if Andrew Luck can give me 30, if Aaron Rodgers can give me 30, can I get You're 70? for a lot. Can I get 70 on a from week the rest basis. of those guys? That's a lot, Including defense kicker? Yeah. Defense kicker? Maybe You're not they, getting I would, 30 I would give you week. I wouldn't say 30, but I feel like for Rodgers, if you can get me between 20 to 25 on a weekly yeah. basis, I'll sure. feel pretty good with that. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I, I'm just – that that's that's the only reason I'm being kind of swayed. You've got to by you've taking look a quarterback. At, you've got to look at relative value. You really do. Uh, you're the, the running back you're going to get uh, in the ninth or tenth round is going to be maybe your your fourth running back. Uh, the quarterback you can get can be your starter. 
Uh, and I would ra- I, all day long. Uh, listen, it's the nature of the position. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, uh, Eli Manning had more fantasy points than, than Ray Rice, and Ray Rice was a pretty good fantasy running back sure. because of the nature of the position. So when you have such a plentiful number of, of quarterbacks who can give I – mean, Eli Manning was a top-10 quarterback yeah. last year. Absolutely. So when there's so many guys at that position that can put up 15 to 20 points a game – uh, and and do it easily because of the rules right. in the league at this point, I would just rather go well, with a position that's or, more scarce. Or I could, and just, just hear me out on this, I could have Aaron Rodgers at the first and then get Cam in the tenth as my backup. Hello. Trade bait. Just also, saying. If I you're, like it. Just if saying. We're talking about the scarcity. I think like Mark has hit it on the head, though, is the sweet spot where you'd consider drafting a quarterback is at that back end of the first round. Whereas while you can get good production out of those guys later – you have a lot of questions about the running backs you're staring at at picks, you know, like eight through 16 or so. Like, do you really want to hedge your bets that C.J. Anderson is not going to turn into Monty Ball this That's year right. and get usurped by, you know, Ronnie Hillman? And it's it's going back to or, your point of who's got the highest floor, right? right. The floor for C.J. Anderson is awfully low. There's a lot of there's a lot of high ceilings and and like low floors in exactly right. those guys, which is a terrifying range to work in. <laughs> Whereas if you can get uh, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck there, and then hedge your bets by taking three or four of those guys in your no next doubt. couple picks. Then you're just gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have some weeks where the best guy's on your bench or he's not in your I flex. Think, but I think for I think for seasoned hit. fantasy uh, players, savvy guys, the question is not whether you take Andrew Luck or, or Aaron Rodgers in the in like the eighth, ninth, or tenth or eleventh pick. I get that. Everyone, a, a lot of folks are going to be considering that. What I'm advocating <laughs> is saying. Is Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers, are they feasible picks at number four or five? Ooh, that's a little too rich for me. That's I'm a little gonna, too rich for I'm me. I'm going to hop on Fabiano's bandwagon. You have to remember. <laughs> that's, that's a little too rich for me. Is that room I mean, over there, Fabs? <laughs> jump on board. You, you have to remember, too, that, again, the nature of the quarterback position, they're going to score more points than every other position just because they have the ball in their hands every offensive snap. You have to remember that. Uh, the fact of the matter here is that if you pass on that position at running back or wide receiver early, you are going to be scratching your head. Who were your running backs? I remember last year you had good quarterbacks, but your running backs and your wide receivers were awful. And you were always freaking hey, out about Nuke. who you had he to had start. Hopkins. Oh, my wide receiver. I think my <laughs> wide receiver core was, was legit. I, I think, I, I mean, I had, well, first of all, I played five or six leagues. So it's like hard to keep them. I, I don't even know. I remember because you were always complaining about, maybe it was running back, that yeah, I, I don't know who to start. You know, I, I don't know what to do here. But you had what Breeze and Brady? Uh, no, 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 I did not. That would be Matt Money Smith. Yeah, because Matt Money Money always drafts always Breeze. has Breeze. But why did you? <laughs> it's like the it's like the you know the memorial the the annual <laughs> Matt Money Smith pick is right. Breeze. Taxes, well, you, know? <laughs> you had someone to drop Brady. Who did you have? No, I was I was going just. Crazy waiver wire picks and just going week by you week. Streaming? You streaming? I was yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, streaming quarterbacks, and you right. dropped Tom Brady. and had no one else to start. I, and here's the thing: if you take if you take Rodgers at four or five, and I yes. love Aaron Rodgers, that means you're passing on uh, you know say a a Matt Forte or an Arian yep. Foster. I'll and do like, that gladly. And those guys are. They are too valuable in and of themselves. To, I will gladly pass on Matt Forte and Arian Foster for Aaron Rodgers. Go well, we know where and I will, going. And I will gladly take Arian Foster <laughs> and Matt Forte when they fall in my lap. Yes. Very good. I will buy you a beer and like say thank you. The okay, if I have the number five pick, is there, the if I have a number five pick, is there any possible way I can go all Cal Bears? 
Is there any so I go Rodgers? Can I go CJ Anderson come back in, in the Anderson, middle of the second what, you round? Go Deshaun Jackson in right. the third. Right, exactly. You're going to struggle gonna, tight end. And, and then in the fifteenth round, you go Richard, you're going I'm Richard, Richard Rodgers, Rodgers in the fifteenth <laughs> round. And I that's what that. I'm doing. Can I do that with Central Connecticut State <laughs> guys? Probably not. Can we all play in that league where you attempt that? I'll be in trouble. Third round, I go Justin Forsett. So I've got a CJ Anderson, Justin Forsett backfield with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Where are you taking Marvin Jones? We're, we're getting off track. To kind of wrap this back up, bring it back yeah. around to why I think most of us are scared if we're drafting, if you're taking or of taking Rodgers at four or five is because, like, looking at those top running backs over the last three years, there have only been seven that have had multiple top ten finishes. Uh, DeMarco Murray, Marshawn Lynch, Matt Forte, Arian Foster, Eddie Lacy, Jamal Charles, and I think I missed one. No, that should – oh, and Adrian Peterson. And he would have probably had three straight had he not lost last year to suspension. And last year was Foster's. Uh, he probably would have had three straight as well, but he had a rash of injuries uh, in 2013. Still finished fourth so, fantasy points at running right back. last year. And he, in, I mean, it wasn't saying last year was his bad year, but 2013 was when he right. missed all those games right. of injury. Right. But however, you look at those guys. Um, there's a lot of parity at running back on the back end. But if you have a chance at one of those six or seven guys, right. that is much more of a lock. Maybe Just not to so maybe not to win to the position. But to stay in the top ten and give you that solid ten points every week, like you were saying, your Lawler's Law to one hundred. Right. I can't fathom passing on one of those guys. I get really scared after that. But those, are, I'm scared by some of the guys in that yeah. list. But that's the list that I, I try, I'm going to try and get. I think uh, we got to wrap up here. But I think from a historical perspective, you guys are 100 percent right. I just think in this particular year, in this particular draft, with all of these rookie guys that are going so low and are in timeshares. And all these veterans that I'm so worried about injury and usage and and all of those things. I look at I look at these these rookie guys that I could get late. Man, I love it. I love it. I, mean, I look. I love the fact that James Coe is like going to take a running, flying leap off this cliff. And look, doing one of, it. One of two things either happens. Yep. He either soars or he sinks <laughs> to the bottom. Like or, that's all that's going to happen. Or he has to wear high heels. And fancy <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, I might have to piggyback on a. J- we may have a Jalen Strong. High heel, March to eleven hundred. Let me let know. me talk. I, I, and think I, about that. I like Jalen Strong, but I might I have to talk you out you're of just, that. Yeah. You just you just love those Houston wideouts. <sighs> well, I, I got to keep the tradition going. You know? I got to. <laughs> well, gotta keep the tra- no, right. you're uh, going to be wearing high heels if you do that. <laughs> all right, let's wait. <laughs> We're going to wrap up here for uh, more on all of this. Full list of sleepers, breakouts, all that stuff. Uh, you can see the full list on nfl.com slash draft kit and of course sign up today for your fantasy team nfl.com slash fantasy that's going to do it for the nfl fantasy live podcast for michael fabiano marcus grant and alex gelhar the whiz kid from wisconsin i'm james co we're out of here whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. 
No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.